As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, and welcome to our 10th episode of, no, I'm sorry, 11th episode of Dog Talk Live uh, here on Facebook and our podcast. So this is uh, really exciting for me as we continue to move forward, building our habits into watching the show, getting education, sharing information, and building bonds with our dog. It's really exciting because not only are we learning to watch together, but we're learning information that helps build the relationships between uh, ourselves and our companions, our dogs. So this is really fun and exciting for me to continue doing this. Uh, tonight's episode, we want to talk about uh, socialization and some issues that people are having uh, with their dogs, in particular due to COVID, uh, restrictions on bringing their dogs out and stuff. So uh, I'm going to start off by just offering right off the bat, I'm going to put a uh, great to see you too, Donna. Uh, um, I'm going to put a comment out there so everybody can see it. It's a link to our Shopify store. And what it is, is this. So I'm going to offer you guys a free copy of our dog talk. So, so here's the discount code. It's dog talk one Oh one. You get, you can get a copy of my guide to a puppy's life. Absolutely free. Okay. All you have to do is pay for the shipping and handling of the book. And this is what we're going to be talking about tonight. So all you have to do is you can use the link in the comment section. You go right to the store. And at the, at the checkout, put in discount code DOGTALK101. The booklet will be sent out for free. Just cover shipping and handling. Be re- sent out right to you. So what is the what are we going to be talking about? Well, one of the things that we're going to be talking about is a problem that keeps popping up ever since the restrictions have hit us with COVID-19. This is something that a lot of people are coming across trying to figure out ways to socialize their dog, get their dog back out into reality. And what is the true definition of socialization. Okay. So first off, what socialization is not socialization is not putting your dog in a giant group of other dogs and having them get along with other dogs. That is not what socialization is all about. Yes. You want your dog to be a well-trained dog. You don't want them to become dog aggressive and things like that. But what you do want, and more importantly, is to get your dog socialized to your life. So for example, if you were going to be bringing your dog to stores, on vacations with you, traveling with you, um, getting them used to garbage truck, people, doctors, uh, people in walkers, wheelchairs, beards, crazy hair, weird camouflage outfits. Socialization is teaching your dog how to be a part of our social life, how to be a part of what you'll be doing with your dog all the time. It is not about, you know, 
getting a sit down, come stay. That's not what this thing is about. And what we did for you is we broke it down in this booklet, a guide to a puppy's life. We, we put charts in here that makes it easy for you to, I don't know if you could see it or not. Uh, very easy for you to track what you're doing with your dog, checking their behavior, um, making sure you're understanding their body language. We put their body language in there because you have to remember that socializing your dog is not about just putting them in the environment and giving them a biscuit. If they're stressed out and you give them a biscuit, you are rewarding that. So you want to be mindful of it. Okay. You, you don't want to just throw biscuits at your dog because if you don't know what they're thinking, you don't even know what you're rewarding. So you have to be mindful of those kinds of things. And you have to start to read and understand their body language. You know, if their body shifted forward and their paws are stretched out, there's a really good chance that your dog is going to find out that you, you know, you're, you're misbehaving that reward, but your dog is leaning forward. They could become an aggressive stance. And if you're giving them attention or giving them a reward during that time, you could be lining yourself up for bigger, better or big, bigger, worse problems down the road. So when you think of these kinds of things, like I'm going to go over a few things. Number one would be is this, everybody I've ever met has had trouble bringing their dog to the veterinarian clinic. I don't know too many people that, that that tell me that, hey, you know, Mike, my dog loves going to the clinic. They absolutely love when they get brought in, put on a scale, uh, get the thermometer in their tuckus and everything of the sort. And that is something that we have to think about. So as we said this before, dogs learn in photos. And we, we've talked about how dogs learn in habits, right? The 30, 60, 90. So if I repeat something 30 days in a row, then 60 days in a row, 90 days in a row becomes muscle memory. So what you want to do is during the socialization time, as the states are starting to ease up the restrictions, it comes an opportunity where you could start taking your dog for car rides. Now, my suggestion is that you try to plot out main places that your dog goes, uh, veterinarian clinics, groomers, uh, overnight facilities, uh, anywhere, uh, let's say to your local brewery, if you bring them to the brewery to have your beers on the weekend, whatever it may be, uh, even the park. What you want to do is you want to just take a car ride with them. It gets them used to the car ride. It gets them used to you. But more importantly, it gets them used to those, those drives. Now, if my dog sees that we're going to the vet clinic and we only go to the vet clinic when they're about to get, um, you know, uh, a needle or uh, vaccines or, 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 or medical care, then essentially we're bringing the dog to a dramatic event. And the only thing they remember of this is that traumatic event. So if we start bringing our dog and socializing our dog to the car ride, to go to the vet clinic. And then we go in there and we take them for a walk. They get a biscuit from the counter and they leave. It's not their vet visit day, but they leave that time. Now we've changed the photo. Now they start to look at the veterinarian clinic as a very warm, welcome location. Now I know a lot of vet clinics. I I'm, don't even send the comments saying that vet clinics won't let you inside right now. I know they will not let you inside right now. But I guarantee if you come to the parking lot, let them know that you're there. They'll be happy to come out, give your dog a biscuit to make the event wonderful. I don't know any vet clinic that doesn't want to help you succeed because remember, if your dog is having a good experience there and they're less stressed, they're less anxious, they're less all those things, they're going to have a more pleasant vet visit. The veterinarian's going to be less stressed. The vet techs are going to be less stressed. The visit will go off without any fear factors. So every single one of them will, will gladly help you out during this process. So my suggestion would be is you take the trip, you know, once a month, it's not, it's not, you don't have to do it every day. Take it once a month. Uh, 
Bring your dog to the vet clinic. It's really that simple. Just bring your dog to the clinic. What you do is you bring your dog out. You let them know you're there. I guarantee they'll come out. They'll give your dog a biscuit. Your dog will say, oh my gosh, this was the greatest car ride in the world. I, I went for a car ride, went to a place that was negative, that now gave me a treat. We had a good time. And now we left. Boom. I get to repeat this in, you know, a little while later. That's the kind of stuff that we have to uh, look on there. Does that make sense? So that's one of those big things that we have to look at because that's one of those reasons why we want to start doing these things. We want to get our dogs from one place to the other. The next big one would be is this. Um, if you plan on taking your dog into social gatherings, start taking your dog into social gathering locations, such as strip malls. Get them used to um, being out on the strip. Get them used to walking through those areas. They're not as crowded right now, so this is a good opportunity to go and do those things. Get them used to the garbage truck sounds. Get them used to that kind of stuff. Because again, as the states are opening those restrictions, we want to see that point. Uh, so again, uh, real quick, we want to throw out there, if you guys have any questions while we're talking throughout this show, please throw them in the comments below. I'd be happy to answer any of your questions, thoughts. Uh, if you have any feedback for what we're talking about, please let us know. Um, I agree. We've got to get Jeff on the air. Uh, so, uh, Bob, so I see your <laughs> get Jeff on the air. I agree. We're going to have him on the show. Matter of fact, Jeff and I were just talking about bringing a dog talk live down to Raleigh in January, February. So, uh, I would love to find out how many people in the Raleigh area, since Bob started this, uh, I'm going to blame Bob for uh, Bob. Is it Bob overly? I hope it is. I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, for this comment. If you would like to see a free dog training session in Raleigh, North Carolina area uh, in January or February, I'm thinking one of those two months, it'll be a Tuesday night, obviously, since it's dog talk live, but how many people would love this come down absolutely free to like a one hour long dog talk live dog training seminar. If you guys were interested in it, go ahead, throw comments, likes, and uh, shares this video, because once we see that we get, we're going to get a good crowd. I will make the trip. Jeff and I will host it. We will train dogs for free live on the air. Uh, so all you have to do is uh, we'll put it out there and we'll have a, an event. We even have a venue lined up. Um, I don't have the glass with me because I've been using it a lot. But I did get a special gift from Jeff. And Bob, I'm sorry, you totally took my mind off of everything I had focused tonight. But this is a, I want to give a shout out to Whiskeyware. Uh, camera. Stop it. If anybody can see it, it's whiskeyware.com. I hope we got it. It's um, it's down in North Carolina. I believe it's the Clayton area, I want to say. Somebody can correct me on that one. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff they have over there. I got a special glass. I would show it to you. Jeff sent me up a, a nice uh, laser, uh, laser etched uh, glass from Whiskeyware. I'm really excited. I'm sorry. I've been drinking out of it for the past week. So it's actually in the dishwasher right now. So I would have shown it to you tonight. All right. Getting back into socializing our dogs and the issues we've been having with uh, COVID-19. So COVID-19, like I said, it brought us all back and locked and loaded. Our dogs are inside. They're used to us. Well, Mike, we've had people over the house. My dog's been socialized with people coming to the house. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. But except those are all your friends. So they're not socialized to the point of strangers. They're not socialized to ignore them. They're not socialized to people with beards because most people are walking around with masks. So they don't know those things. They have to get used to them. And you want to really start gauging that kind of stuff. Um, so we want to put that all out there because 
our dogs are going to start becoming more and more reactive to people. And remember, it's not a sit stay that's going to get it through. It's getting them desensitized and it's getting them used to it and getting them ready for what we're going to be doing. Um, how many people really started to plan what 2021 is going to look like with their dog? Are you putting out the process of like, hey, I like camping. I'm going to bring my dog camping. Hey, I want to get my dog to go on vacation with me. So we have to travel through airplanes, airports, things like that. Those are large crowds. Even right now, um, I myself was just in the airport a couple of weeks ago. Surprisingly enough, that airport is still pretty busy. I mean, it's not held back. Like I thought it was going to be like a vacant, you know, like nobody there. And I was still waiting on lines for stuff. So, I mean, it's just something to think about uh, when we're moving on. So again, guys, if you are watching the show, you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, you know, feel free to throw me a comment or two. Uh, let me know if you have any questions about what we're talking about or any feedback or experience with your dog, um, giving you any issues during the restrictions or uh, any fears that you may be having with bringing your dog out into the public now that you haven't had the opportunity. Uh, big things, like I said, is uh, we're waiting for some more comments is do's and don'ts. You know, uh, don't get careless. I mean, how many people I can tell you, you know, they train their dog in their living room and they think they're well-trained Then they step outside and they start screaming down the street that their dog is friendly. Um, hey, hey, listen, your dog shouldn't be off leash if you have to scream that your dog is friendly. Uh, that's that's a big, big don't. Um, that's that's probably one of the biggest mistakes people make. One, if you did all your training indoors and you start to go outside because your dog was listening inside, you have a problem. Number one, you should be training no matter when or what you're doing with your dog or where you're located with your dog. Your dog should always be on a leash to be trained. Like I'm working off leash obedience. That's wonderful. Drop the leash. That way you can stop the dog if you need to. You have that. It's a tool. It's a safety net. Remember, you're training. So you want to always do those things. I don't know any acrobats that train uh, th what they're doing without the nets. So I'm, I'm confused when somebody would let their dog uh, or bring their dog out front and then over suddenly just, you know, when the dog bolts off down the road, starts screaming that the dog's friendly, you shouldn't have had the dog out there. So I'm going to tell you right now, don't let that be you put your foot down, know your dog, get used to your dog, proof your dog, get them through those things. That's a big no, no. So when I train my dogs in closed knit environments, so my living room, my kitchen, uh, the training center, anywhere, even though it's fenced in, they're still tethered. Now, what happens is I once I have the proper result, I've ma mastered the result I want, mastered the obedience, I start introducing distractions, noise, and everything into that environment. Then on top of that, I then start proofing out of the environment before I return to the environment to, dis to disconnect the leash. So after I've mastered and proofed the behavior I'm looking for, I then bring the dog into a distraction area. Most of the time, I even start in the distraction area. But in this case, in this scenario, we're going to say we move to it. So now I'm teaching a dog in my front yard where the dog's going to be socialized because the dog's going to see people riding bicycles, garbage trucks, police cars, fire trucks, uh, um, other dogs, possibly cats, squirrels, other environments. And as I build the focus on me and build the dog to choose me over everything, and as they get used to more and more real life environmental, environmental issues and the socializing of that, you're going to see how the dog is starting to pay attention. So then when I take them off leash, I'm not going to have to be screaming down the road that my dog is friendly because my dog won't be running away from me on the road. My dog is going to be with me, staying with me and doing those things. So that's the kind of things that we want to be paying attention to when we're looking at how we're training. We want to look at how we're socializing. We have to put each 
step uh, in place. And that's really what it comes down to uh, for all of us is putting them and making sure we have that point. Um, so the mask really upset a dog, even if they're, um, if they have it on. So that's a really good point. Um, dogs look at our face. Uh, they look for your mouth. They look for your eyes. They're, they're looking to read your facial expressions to tell your emotions, to understand what you're doing. And when you put a mask on uh, or people wearing masks around them, you, you're disconnecting a communicational device for your dog. So these are things that you have to be mindful of. And obviously, you know, the mask wearing or, or the ideas of the laws, the rules, the restrictions and keeping people safe. So the more important thing that we have to look at is how do we. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Get around it. By getting your dog out in the environment, wearing it often, getting them comfortable with it is one of a key thing that we're going to have to be facing. We don't know when um, we're going to be getting that restriction lifted or not, or if, if ever, or how it's going to be. So this is, the, this is the way things have to be to get our dogs to that next level and prevent problems in the future. So a few things that we want to look at would be like a two paws up, like things that we want to say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm reading the comments. It says, uh, should we wear a mask to get them used to it? Uh, went to the vet several times and she didn't want to go in. Uh, may have been the mask. Yeah, that's a great point. So uh, so this is a great, great question, Shannon. Should you wear the mask to get them used to it? Yeah, um, I highly recommend it. You know, I would do a training session, putting it on, putting it off. Uh, I wouldn't make a joke out of it. I would literally like while I'm doing treats, I'd put the mask on. Um like I said, I would just bring the dog out into an environment where people are wearing masks. So they're just at a distance, seeing them, getting used to them. Um, the other thing I like to do is I do the exchange leash game. So to get my dog used to it, me and my wife, we, we can exchange the leash or me and one of my other trainers, we, we do the exchange of the leash. So we literally just hand the leash back and forth. We do a quick little walk in a circle, quick heel, and then we exchange a leash back. One person will have the mask on. One person can have the mask off. You could rotate the mask going on and off. You could do a lot of different things. It gets the dogs, again, used to the mask going on and going off. It gets them used to uh, being the leashes being handed over. Again, every veterinarian clinic is slightly different on how they do things. Uh, but if you're exchanging the leash, that is a big thing to do uh, to keep the dogs, again, willing to go with that person. So if you hold down the lower part towards your dog, you hand the eyelid, so the, the top of the leash to that person and let that person take control of your dog. That is probably the best way of doing that and getting them used to it. Again, Shannon, the other thing is, as I said earlier, is I highly recommend driving your dog to the vet clinic and having them just give treats and getting them uh, more acquainted to the, the drive and the location. The dog will become way more accepted, acceptable of the environment 
and willing to go in and work with those people because now they're starting to have a positive association to them, no negativity, no fear factors, and be a lot less stressed. So a couple of observations that we want to talk about with two paws up. All right. And that's what we're going to call the two, the two paws up would be as your dog is um, comfortable with the environment and you can move on. All right. So the, they ignore any sound that might be happening. Uh, so that's one of the big things is they, they forgot the sound. If they, they're ignoring it, it's not, they're not spooked by it. Uh, they move towards you without, uh, any object with any hesitation. So for example, if a, an object falls on the ground and they don't, you know, jump 45 feet away from it and start sniffing from a distance, if they move towards it and they're okay with it and they're relaxed with it, these are things that are going to get to two thumbs up. Uh, if they are startled, they immediately alert back to you within, you know, five to 10 seconds. They're not like freaked out over it, barking profusely. These are things that would give your two thumbs up. Something that's a little bit neutral, for example, uh, let's say your dog, uh, gets up from, uh, uh, gets up and stays up, uh, from resting from hearing a noise. It's a little bit of a neutral. They're, they're, they're curious, they're unknown, but those are little things that are showing that the dog is not a hundred percent comfortable, but they're not in a negative place. They're sort of handling it okay. Uh, they bark a couple of times, but they stop easily. These are again, neutrality. This is where your dog is just learning about stuff. Uh, hesitates before approaching an unknown object, but goes through it, uh, or moves away with a quick sniff, right? So if they come in, they sniff something, they jump back 30 feet and then they come back in a little bit. Uh, that's again, same idea here. No pause. Now two paws down. This is a big one. This is where your dog is stressed out, is not happy with the scenario. Tries to hide. They, they tuck their tail and try to try to run away. Uh, barking that is difficult to stop. So for example, they're just overly stressed. They won't even give you the time of day when you're trying to communicate back to your dog uh, or the cackles are raised. So the hair's raised on their back. These are things that are two paws down. So that kind of stuff is where we want to be paying attention. As I said earlier in the show, we really want to be paying attention to our dog's body language because that's where we have 90% of the communication from our dog. Okay. They can't tell us when they're stressed. They can't tell us when they're not. They can't tell us any of that kind of stuff. So we want to be sure that we're reading this body language to find out what's going on in our dog. Are they stressed out? If they are, stop pushing them into it. You're making it worse. You're making them rely on a negative experience when we need it to be a positive experience. Remember, we, you know, if you think about it, how many people that are watching the show right now like going to the dentist? I mean, seriously. Um, Anybody? Let me let me see a thumbs up in the comment section if you enjoy going to the dentist. I'll wait. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so nobody really likes going to the dentist. But how many people like going to the ice cream shop? <laughs> right? Let's think about this one. If you like going to the ice cream shop, um, again, or a chocolate uh, store. So we have a place up here in uh, a place called Haverty. In Haverty, it's called Bomb Boys. They make all these special chocolates. How many people like going there? How many people want to go to a Disney world? Give me a thumbs up. Show me these things. If you enjoy this stuff, show me a thumbs up. If you don't give me a no in the comment section of uh, no to the, the dentist or something like that. It's because we have a certain experience there. So for example, by going to the ice cream parlor or the chocolate store or something like that, we have enjoyment there. It's a positive experience. But with a dentist where you're, you're either you come out, your, your teeth feel funny, you feel awkward as they're talking to you, as they're cleaning your teeth, your gums hurt, whatever it is, uh, you gagged a lot, you threw up in a thing. It's a horrible experience. So what happens when you want to go to the dentist, when they tell you it's time to go to the dentist, you're like, nah, never mind. 
you'll do everything in the world. Well, your dog's the same, same thing. You know, if every time they go to this one location, they're getting needles, stressed out, held in weird positions and all this stuff, they're not going to want to go. Same thing as grooming, get them desensitize it, go to your groomer. Don't put all the stress on your groomer, help your groomer out. Remember, you know, if, if they have a decent experience, not only do they get, it's, it keeps your dog stressful, stressless, keeps them stressless, gets the haircuts better, keeps everything going well. So help them out, right? So again, real quick, anybody that's tuning in now, I put a link in our comment section, letting you know that we are giving away our puppy booklet, A Guide to a Puppy's Life. Uh, this is a booklet on socialization to help you get your dog to through this COVID-19 uh, unrestriction, get them back out into the world. Now, if you have a dog, don't like going to the tax <laughs> that's a that's a good one so all right imagine if you went to the tax let's go with that one right if every time you went to the tax prepper right you uh they they gave you an instant refund all right and uh they made it really easy for you right so you walked in you gave them your your ID and your social security card and a bucket of receipts, and they just turned around and gave you your your, uh, your rebate or your tax refund rate instantaneously. Uh, I guarantee you that would probably change. Or better yet, since we only have to do our taxes essentially once a year, uh, imagine if you started hanging out with that tax prepper and having a better experience, maybe going in there for like a shindig throughout like every quarter, maybe invite you over for some pizza or something like that you probably wouldn't stress out or deal with that stress point as much, right? So real quick, again, the link is in the comment section. Uh, if you put Dog Talk 101 in your checkout, the booklet is free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. Again, the booklet is free. If you put in Dog Talk 101 and you can get this booklet sent to you absolutely free, a guide to a puppy's life. There it is, a guide to a puppy's life. It's got charts, it's got photographs, it's got everything, and it's not much reading. So you don't have to worry, oh no, I don't want to read a book. It's not much, but it breaks it down. It's going to be telling you about the different body language, things to get out. Now, you're going to say, well, Mike, I have a dog. I don't have a puppy. My dog is two, three years old at this point, or I adopted the dog. He's four, five years old. Listen, do me a favor. Get the booklet anyway. Don't worry about it. If he says puppy, just say dog. It's one and the same. We all learn the same. You know, when we think about psychology, the biggest things to look at and see the difference between us and animals is the ability of comprehension and understanding. Dogs learn is is or is not, right? So it is or it is not. It's not the other way around where we have to know the whys. So when we're trying to get our dogs to do things and understanding things. We just have to desensitize them, get them used to these things, build their comfortability to it. Always plan to bring your dog where you want them to be. Plan for all that kind of stuff. Because if you don't and you just bring them to the park, it's going to be a horrible event. So minimize your time. Get them used to going. As Andrew was just saying about the tax prepper, Andrew's going to start going to the tax prepper's office once a month. Then he's going to reward himself with some chocolate or some ice cream from the ice cream parlor. And he's going to enjoy going to the tax prepper's office. And then when it's time for tax season, it won't be as stressful because he's going to relate the trip to the office to getting uh, ice cream or something positive that he enjoys. If you don't like ice cream, yeah, I don't know, yogurt? I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's a great way of getting out there. So again, this booklet can help you if you're a puppy owner or not. Just take the word puppy, make it the dog. Use the charts. Make sure you're hitting these things. Walkers, uh, wheelchairs, motorized scooters, garbage trucks. There are more people out there that are stressed out with their dogs because they freak out over garbage trucks every week. So you could do what I do. You know, Go sit out front when the garbage truck's coming by. And that's when it's time to do some training. Keep your dog focused on you. The dog will focus on you and it'll start to learn. Make the, the sessions short 
sweet, to the point, keep it on point with you, right? Those are the little things that we want to look at. Um, and again, to our Raleigh location, everybody watching from, from North Carolina Raleigh location, if you would be interested in accompanying us on a in a, a Tuesday evening in January, February, I'm not really sure 100%, but we would love to come down, put a dog talk, myself and Jeff, do live dog training absolutely free, okay? Absolutely free to the Raleigh location. We're also going to do it up here in Maryland, but uh, January, February, I'm not, uh, not 100% sure. I will get you the date and time, uh, but if you are interested, we are trying to feel out how many people would love to come uh, to a free dog training session on a Tuesday night in the, I believe it's Clayton area, but it's right outside Raleigh. It's Raleigh area. If you're interested in it, shoot us a message. Let us know that you'd be interested in this. Uh, we would, that way we can put it together, find how big of a venue we need, uh, to do it. It'd be a Tuesday evening hosted uh, live dog talk with myself and Jeff, who is our master trainer from the, from blue line canine Raleigh. Uh, so we can't wait to do this. So if you again, if you're interested, send us that. Uh, if you are, use the link in the comment section, use the code DOGTALK101, and you can order your copy of A Guide to a Puppy's Life for absolutely free. All you have to do is just pay the shipping and handling, and it is yours. It will be sent out as soon as you um, you order it, literally. I'll have it right in the mail to you, no problem. Uh, we have a couple of comments here just to make sure I get them all answered. Ours just hates, and it's on the road. I thought it barks at them. Hates the cans sitting on the road, laugh and bark. Okay. So is it just the, the garbage cans in general that the dog hates? Shannon, I would love to get a little more detail on that one just because I, I think I would love to just go down there and see this happen and work with this. Um, so is is it the, the cans just randomly there and the dog's just barking at them or they they rattle? Like what, what causes the bark? If you could throw that comment up there, I would really love to know right now. I think this takes a second because it's not really a direct link here. Well, I'm waiting for her to comment back because I'm I'm wondering about those details. And if we sign off, Shannon, before I get the answer, when you tell me about what, there it is. Okay, so there's something with different with the with her. Okay, I I, I would love to see it. Shannon. I'm going to ask that you do me a favor. Send me a video of your dog around the garbage cans doing this kind of stuff. Um, you can send me an email or, or you can message any of the Blue Line Canine um, pages. It'll go right to it and it'll be sent to me. Or you can uh, send me an email at msolar at bluelinek-9.com. Uh, let me see if I can put that on the screen for you. Actually, I'll just put it in the, the chat so you can see it right there. Um, this is my email. So I sent you my email. Uh, just go ahead and, and all kidding aside, msolar at bluelinek-9.com. Send me a video of that. I would love to see what's going on. And uh, just curious. And we'll, we'll talk about it in the next episode of Dog Talk. Uh, maybe we can bring it on air and discuss it on here for everybody else in case somebody else is having a similar issue going on. And last but not least, before we sign off again, you can get yourself a copy of A Guide to a Puppy's Life. Absolutely free. Just pay for shipping and handling with the discount code DOGTALK101. Uh, again, Raleigh location, we we're interested to find out how many people would be interested in coming to a free dog training um, workshop on Tuesday evenings. We just need to figure out the how big of a venue we'll need for you guys. So if you just let us know by sending us messages or comments below, uh, to let us know how many people would be interested in partaking. 
And last but not least, just to let everybody know, Blue Line Canine is now offering $500 off in celebration of the, as we're coming into the last quarter of of 2020, we're giving $500 off our stay and train program. So if you haven't done our training and you're interested in joining us with our stay and train program, uh, that's you get $500 off until the end of the year. That's right. We are offering $500 off and we do have limited spots because again, we, we have limited numbers of vacancies. So if you're interested in this, jump on it soon. It's $500 off and uh, stay tuned guys. We have more and more stuff coming. So make sure you uh, continue going as we prepare for more guests, more information. And like always, if you miss our show, you want to check it out or you have a friend or family that you want to see the episode, they can go to blk9tv.com. See it on YouTube uh, tomorrow. It'll be uploaded tomorrow. Uh, and then obviously, last but not least, you can also follow us tomorrow at official MJ Solar for Stuck in the Truck at 8.30 in the morning. So every Wednesday at 8.30 a.m., we'll have Stuck in the Truck, uh, where we give some sort of motivational business experience. But it's all about you guys moving forward and becoming others. Remember, in order to go forward, we have to look back and help the other ones behind us. So always make sure we're taking that time to do that. And uh, I'll see you all next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.